move in. And it's like understanding the process. There's a young black man whose name is Rod Brown. He's an artist. Huh? R-O-D. Yeah, Rod Brown. Young man from South Carolina, but he's living in Maryland. He has done an outstanding series of paintings on what slavery was like. Has anybody ever seen a series? I mean, that stuff that he's done is not ghastly and horrible. It's so subtle and it's so well done and it's so deep that I've been trying to get in touch with the Martin Luther King Library to see if they can be put on exhibit. You know, they got black people standing on the auction block. You know, a black man with a chain around his neck and his mouth open while these white people are looking at him. A black lady standing there with a mulatto child. It's some, it's some heavy, ooh, it's heavy, to see the facial expressions. Do you see? But in other words, why I talk about it, why I was so impressed, because it helps us get in touch with that phase of the white supremacy dynamic. See, slavery was not, well, we were in slavery. I don't know where white supremacy was. That was white supremacy. <laughs> see, well, I wonder when white supremacy started. That was it. That was the slavery phase of the white supremacy dynamic. You see, and what happened to us there? He's got one where it's a black man doing a jig, and he's got this hat on with a Confederate flag on the hat. You see, and I said, what did you have in mind when you painted that? He said that he had been so impacted by the slave master. Do you see that he's just doing a jig exactly like the master wanted. I mean, he is a, the deepest young man. Ooh, wow, he's deep. And we need to see it so that we begin to say, well, now I wonder what was happening to our psyche and our concept of self during those hundreds of years. See, that wasn't, what, six years, nine years, a decade? Hundreds of years stamping on the psyche. And that stamping is what? Continuing in a much more subtle form. Make no mistake. And it influences how we get along with each other, whether we hate each other or not, whether we're willing to move collectively in the interest. Well, I don't have any time for that racism stuff. I'm just trying to be a success myself. You see, just open up the chapter on the Holocaust of Semites, mulattoes in Europe. Go ahead. Yes. Who, who is next? Patsy, go ahead. And then you're next. Okay. Yeah. Um. Move in. And it's like understanding the process. There's a young black man whose name is Rod Brown. He's an artist. Huh? R-O-D. Yeah, Rod Brown. Young man from South Carolina, but he's living in Maryland. He has done an outstanding series of paintings on what slavery was like. Has anybody ever seen a series? I mean, that stuff that he's done is not ghastly and horrible. It's so subtle and it's so well done and it's so deep that I've been trying to get in touch with the Martin Luther King Library to see if they can be put on exhibit. You know, they got black people standing on the auction block. You know, a black man with a chain around his neck and his mouth open while these white people are looking at him. A black lady standing there with a mulatto child. 
it's some it's some heavy ooh it's heavy to see the facial expressions you see but in other words why i talk about it why i was so impressed because it helps us get in touch with that phase of the white supremacy dynamic see slavery was not well we were in slavery i don't know where white supremacy was that was white supremacy <laughs> see well i wonder when white supremacy started that was it that was the slavery phase of the white supremacy dynamic you see and what happened to us there he's got one where it's a black man doing a jig and he's got this hat on with a confederate flag on the hat do you see and i said what did you have in mind when you painted that he said that he had been so impacted by the slave master do you see that he's just doing a jig exactly like the master wanted i mean he is a the deepest young man Ooh, wow he's deep and we need to see it so that we begin to say well now i wonder what was happening to our psyche and our concept of self doing those hundreds of years see that wasn't what six years nine years a decade hundreds of years stamping on the psyche and that stamping is what continuing in a much more subtle form make no mistake and it influences how we get along with each other whether we hate each other or not whether we're willing to move collectively in the interest well i don't have any time for that racism stuff i'm just trying to be a success myself you see just open up the chapter on the holocaust of semites mulattoes in europe go ahead. yes who who is next patsy go ahead and then you're next okay yeah um move in and it's like understanding the process there's a young black man whose name is rod brown he's an artist huh rod yeah rod brown young man from south carolina but he's living in maryland he has done an outstanding series of paintings on what slavery was like has anybody ever seen a series i mean that stuff that he's done is not ghastly and horrible it's so subtle and it's so well done and it's so deep that i've been trying to get in touch with the martin luther king library to see if they can be put on exhibit you know they got black people standing on the auction block you know black man with a chain around his neck and his mouth open while these white people are looking at him a black lady standing there with a mulatto child it's some it's some heavy ooh it's heavy to see the facial expressions do you see but in other words why i talk about it why i was so impressed because it helps us get in touch with that phase of the white supremacy dynamic see slavery was not well we were in slavery i don't know where white supremacy was that was white supremacy <laughs> see well i wonder when white supremacy started that was it that was the slavery phase of the white supremacy dynamic do you see and what happened to us there he's got one where it's a black man doing a jig and he's got this hat on with a confederate flag on the hat do you see and i said what did you have in mind when you painted that he said that he had been so impacted 
by the slave master. Do you see that? He's just doing a jig exactly like the master wanted. I mean, he is a, the deepest young man. Ooh, wow, he's deep. And we need to see it so that we begin to say, well, now I wonder what was happening to our psyche and our concept of self doing those hundreds of years. See, that wasn't, what, six years, nine years, a decade? Hundreds of years stamping on the psyche. And that stamping is what? Continuing in a much more subtle form. Make no mistake. And it influences how we get along with each other, whether we hate each other or not, whether we're willing to move collectively in the interest. Well, I don't have any time for that racism stuff. I'm just trying to be a success myself. You see, just open up the chapter on the Holocaust of Semites, mulattoes in Europe. Go ahead. Yes, who, who is next? Patsy, go ahead. And then you're next. Okay. Yeah. Um. Move in. And it's like understanding the process. There's a young black man whose name is Rod Brown. He's an artist. Huh? R-O-D. Yeah, Rod Brown. Young man from South Carolina, but he's living in Maryland. He has done an outstanding series of paintings on what slavery was like. Has anybody ever seen a series? I mean, that stuff that he's done is not ghastly and horrible. It's so subtle and it's so well done and it's so deep that I've been trying to get in touch with the Martin Luther King Library to see if they can be put on exhibit. You know, they got black people standing on the auction block. You know, a black man with a chain around his neck and his mouth open while these white people are looking at him. A black lady standing there with a mulatto child. It's some, it's some heavy, ooh, it's heavy, to see the facial expressions. Do you see? But in other words, why I talk about it, why I was so impressed, because it helps us get in touch with that phase of the white supremacy dynamic. See, slavery was not, well, we were in slavery. I don't know where white supremacy was. That was white supremacy. <laughs> see, well, I wonder when white supremacy started. That was it. That was the slavery phase of the white supremacy dynamic. You see, and what happened to us there? He's got one where it's a black man doing a jig, and he's got this hat on with a Confederate flag on the hat. You see, and I said, what did you have in mind when you painted that? He said that he had been so impacted by the slave master. Do you see that he's just doing a jig exactly like the master wanted? I mean, he is a, the deepest young man. Ooh, wow, he's deep. And we need to see it so that we begin to say, well, now I wonder what was happening to our psyche and our concept of self doing those hundreds of years. See, that wasn't, what, six years, nine years? A decade, hundreds of years stamping on the psyche. And that stamping is what? Continuing in a much more subtle form. Make no mistake. And it influences how we get along with each other, whether we hate each other or not, whether we're willing to 
move collectively in the interest. Well, I don't have any time for that racism stuff. I'm just trying to be a success myself. You see, just open up the chapter on the Holocaust of Semites, mulattoes in Europe. Go ahead. Yes, who, who is next? Patsy, go ahead. And then you're next. Okay. Yeah, um, a serious problem. And so they knew precisely what they had to do when they got here. What we have to do is kill massive numbers of those red so-called people who are already on the land. I had a profound experience between the last time we were here and now. Was invited to speak in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University, Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, you know, you invited Black Studies Minority Program. So I expected a black person to come pick me up. It was a Native American, 40 years old, full-blooded Creek Indian. So we had to go from Tulsa where the plane landed to Stillwater, about a two hour drive, just the two of us. One of the most profound experiences I've ever had because he started talking to me about their experience. You see, we used to be on all of this land and you know, in Oklahoma, you just look out. <laughs> you see, you imagine Native American people being all on that land until they were all killed off. And he talked about how his parents were taken and put into missionary schools and their hair was cut to punish them and beaten when they spoke their native languages. You see, until they were beaten <laughs> down into the ground and everything taken away from them. So now all they can do is sit on the reservation and drink. You see, I mean, and he was talking totally serious and he was talking about the ancestors and what the ancestors beliefs were about the land and even the, some of the rituals that they go through at death. It sounds like, like Egypt. You see, but here is some non-white people that have just been wiped away. Here's the Los Angeles Times. We're getting ready to wipe. Hey, we need those resources in Africa. A serious problem. And so they knew precisely what they had to do when they got here. What we have to do is kill massive numbers of those red so-called people who are already on the land. I had a profound experience between the last time we were here and now was invited to speak in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University, Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, you know, you invited Black Studies Minority Program. So I expected a black person to come pick me up. It was a Native American, 40 years old, full-blooded Creek Indian. So we had to go from Tulsa where the plane landed to Stillwater, about a two hour drive, just the two of us. One of the most profound experiences I've ever had because he started talking to me about their experience. You see, we used to be on all of this land. And you know, in Oklahoma, you just look out. <laughs> you see, you imagine Native American people being all on that land until they were all killed off. 
and he talked about how his parents were taken and put into missionary schools and their hair was cut to punish them and beaten when they spoke their native languages. You see, until they were beaten <laughs> down into the ground and everything taken away from them. So now all they can do is sit on the reservation and drink. You see, I mean, and he was talking totally serious and he was talking about the ancestors and what the ancestors' belief were about the land and even the, some of the rituals that they go through at death. It sounds like, like Egypt. You see, but here is some non-white people that have just been wiped away. Here's the Los Angeles Times. We're getting ready to wipe. Hey, we need those resources in Africa. Hey, look, you're laughing. What if I came next month and I said, everybody, guess what? I've been working in my basement laboratory. <laughs> and I have been able to come up with what we have all been looking for. Three pills. <laughs> you take pill A first. You've got to take them in order with half a glass of water. First pill will color your skin white. You'll be white all over. Not a little bit of white, a whole lot. Wait two days and then take the pill that will make you have what you consider to be white features. That's pill B. Now don't rush it because it won't work unless you take them as I'm telling you. Two days, wait two days, and then your third pill, pill C, will make your hair straight. Now, I've been praying to God to make me be a millionaire <laughs> so I can fight white supremacy more <laughs> without worrying about my J-O-B. <laughs> but would I be, some of the people will be asking, the, can I borrow your hood? <laughs> And I'm going to go and get some of those pills from Dr. Welsing, right? See, tell the truth and shame the devil. I can ask your children. Does mommy wish she was white? <laughs> Does daddy wish? All you have to do is take your little children at home. And you get them some colors. And you say crystal black. And then you have all the little colors of the spectrum. And then you have white. And then you ask the little children, what color do you think mommy likes best? Do that test with your five-year-old child and ask daddy, what color do you think daddy thinks is really pretty? And the little children will tell what they heard. Who did mommy's, oh, look at that little cute boy. Now that's who I want you to marry. Look at that pretty girl. Now don't get nervous. We are victims of white supremacy. Okay, Semites, people from Africa, okay, 